1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
2: Hey, welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, a couple of good games happened last night over in Brazil, and here's a look at the top six. Botafogo did manage to salvage a point against Fortaleza. That it did knock them off the top spot in the league, a place where they have been since match day three. And then Flamengo uh, beat Bragantino as well. It's all getting really interesting now, Nico, with only four match days to go.
3: I cannot believe the unraveling of Botafogo, who had a double-digit lead at one point in this season at top of the table. The games from yesterday were games that Botafogo had in hand, and Flamengo and Bragantino, who played each other, had in hand, so they had to make it up. Everybody has 34 points now, but Botafogo, for the first time this season, is not in control of their own destiny with four match days remaining. It's now in Palmeiras's hand. And if we go back to just a couple of weeks ago when Palmeiras played Botafogo and it was John Texture that was like having that absolute crazy rant. The, own owner, the owner of Botafogo, <laughs> when they lost to Palmeiras, when they had the opportunity to ice the game on a penalty kick and he called it a robbery. It's just, it's not looking good for Botafogo at the moment.
2: Do you think they get back there? Do you think they get back to the top and win the season? No? Palmeiras is too now?
3: strong and Abel Ferreira who's been there the Portuguese international manager he's been uh, he's been rumored to leave so this might be his goodbye song and if he can get it done with o Porcão, uh, Palmeiras it would be a nice uh Nice finish to his tenure. Low-key, Bragantino's got an easy schedule coming up. The toughest team they play is
0: uh, yeah, but they Fortaleza.
3: Lo- yeah, but they lost yesterday. Yeah, they did. They lost to the Flamengo. To Flamengo. That was got, a big
0: one. They're away to Internacional, which could be tough, right? Very uh, tough. Very tough. But then you've got at home Fortaleza, Cor- uh, Curitiba. Cur- yeah, Curitiba. And then they go away to Vasco de Gama for the last game of
3: the season. I mean, they v- can, v- Vasco's fighting relegation. Right. They can, Which is not a great place right. to be. I mean, they could sneak in. They're only a few yeah, But they need Palmeiras to drop points, Botafogo to drop points, Flamengo to... Which they've been to, doing. So you just Fl- Flamengo to drop yeah. points. It's, it's a little so bit more complicated. Flamengo ruined it for them. Correct. Yeah. And, and Gremio is also in a good position. And Gremio had a, between them and Botafogo, 16-point difference at one point on the table, and now that has shrunk... And I like what uh, Jeff said, you could throw a handkerchief on on the first four or five (laughs) teams also in the Brasileirão. So it's, uh, yeah. He also said vociferous. I like like that that word. Wow.
1: Alexis is learning words vocabulary. I googled that after.
0: I googled it and you know what popped up? A a gif of Jeff Shrees playing piano.
2: (laughs) Was he playing It's Coming Home? Yeah. I hope so. Uh,
4: Lisa, you've got some more headlines for us. What have you got for us? I do, I do. In Italy, Juve Inter is dominating the headlines this weekend. However, there's another story to watch. AC Milan's match against Fiorentina. Milan are thin in attack with Rafael Leao carrying an injury and Olivier Giroud suspended that has led to Stefano Pioli to call up 15 year old Francesco Camarda. Pioli confirmed this morning that Kamarda is being brought into the first team to provide some attacking cover, saying that, quote, talent has no age. He's very young, but from a character point of view, he's already mature. He is happy to be with us and ready if we need him. All right, Christine, you are our Syria expert. We've got a teenager in the mix. What can you tell us about him? And, is, and uh, uh, what year was he born? 2008? <laughs> no. 2008. Wow. Sorry, I just got something.
0: <laughs> I'm stressed. my throat here.
4: Can we just omit that part? <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> I feel like I have to gather round young children. I will tell you, give you where Werther's originals. Uh, <laughs> Francesco Camarda, 15 years old. He's been playing uh, in Primavera for Milan, and quite frankly, he's been cutting it up. Um, with Sounds the delicious. recent injury, <laughs> with the recent injury to Okafor, though, that's really what's kind of turned the spotlight to the kid. Um, The other thing is, he's actually too young to be signed to a pro contract under Fig Chi, so Pioli actually has to file an exemption to request him to be brought up. Um, This this is both for the men and women's game and their youth programs. So, I mean, he's been playing consistently now in Primavera against people roughly four or five years older than him, but that still is going to be a massive test to pull up against Fiorentina and Sarah, can you imagine, 15 years old? I, I mean, be so he's,
4: he's jumping through legal hoops to get this done. He's clearly talented enough to do it. I got to know, Alexis, at 15, what were you up to?
0: <laughs> I've said on the show, apologizing to a judge. Um, i <laughs> promising I'd never do it again. Uh, this is incredible. If you're 15, I've always said, if you're good enough to play and you don't think it's going to harm their development to start them this young, then go for it. But the amount of pressure that's put on this kid right now Seems like it's, it's ratcheting up even to a level that is unexpected. I've seen on the Internet people talking about this guy being the hope for, England, uh, for, for Italy's front line. Bro, the national team, your 15-year-old is the best shot you have at a striker. Bro, you guys got to slow it down something. a little bit.
1: I feel like yeah, this is a personal I thought we were going to have a photo,
2: by the way, of what you were doing at 15. I was thinking, this is an Ivis special. Yeah. <laughs> That's teed up perfectly. <laughs> I have one on I my miss phone, and I will not share it with them, because they will just
0: throw it up whenever I say anything.
4: <laughs>
2: uh, no, but in terms of the national <laughs> I'll show you team, in the break. Christine. <laughs> yes, please do. Uh, in terms of the national team, I mean, how high are their hopes for him?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that national team is a lot more measured in terms of how they assess players. I think that they are certainly looking at him and examining him he's been performing overperforming obviously uh, among his peers who are much older and with a size differential I, I think that probably his like overhead goal like kick against uh, PSG kind of especially illuminated his recent performances but I think that they're very smart in terms of how they manage things going forward like I said Italy have a history of not necessarily jumping to their youth players so I think that he'll be ushered in carefully mm-hmm.
3: yeah they're just a little bit desperate in they go to Argentina to like random teams to pick out their strikers and look for Italian ancestry um, to get, yeah, it, wow. get wow. their Someone number nine, which they uh, haven't developed There's not in. a ton of Ooh.
1: Italian ancestry Ooh. in Argentina.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they right. go to Argentina. Have any of you done this before? <laughs> get in here.
2: <laughs> okay, let's see what he can do this weekend uh, for Milan as they look to bounce back after dropping points from Lecce before the international break. Uh, stay with us. We've got more to come here on Morning Footy. We're going to talk about Major League Soccer and the uh, matches that are to come in the playoffs. Playoffs after this short break.
1: Now streaming on
3: Paramount+. Plus. You're ready, Bob. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is
1: electrifying. It's the feel good movie of the year. Bob Marley one love. Ready PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.
2: Welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, Major League Soccer returns this weekend. Coming up on Saturday at Cincinnati, hosting the Philadelphia Union and then Orlando City and Columbus. And on Sunday at Sporting KC on the road to face Houston and Seattle will welcome LAFC. Let's talk about some of these matches. Cucho Hernandez and the Columbus crew traveling to Florida to take on this Orlando City side that have been in fantastic form. Six matches They are riding a winning streak. Nico, what are you expecting to see in that game?
3: I hope we see fireworks. Uh, Maybe Orlando can kind of shake Columbus off their game. Columbus is extremely offensive, especially with Gucho Hernandez and and Alexander Mazan. They've gotten the best out of their offensive players. Pair Diego Rossi into there. Diego Rossi is magical. But Orlando, has had this knack of knowing how to manage games and they can limit Columbus as much as they can it would be it would be I don't think they'll be able to shut them out is a thing but limit them is the key maybe just to one goal and then they have to answer on the other end and they can they they also have a lot of creativity on on their offensive front so hopefully we get a good game instead of a bogged down game but maybe Barreja going to want to Make this as nasty as possible to, to try to grind out a win against a really tough opponent. But but Orlando done, haven't
2: lost at home since April.
3: Yeah, they are uh, unbeaten
0: in the last fourteen home games, and I think Bade has done a great job of turning the stadium into a fortress. And what we what we talked about with the three game series is you got to see chess. This is not chess. This is a single game elimination. This is throw all hands on deck. This is all in. This is everything at them. And I I don't know. I, don't, I, I know what Columbus is going to do. I'm not 100% sure what Orlando is going to do, besides the fact that I know that they'll be tight defensively and they're going to be able to withstand some of that offensive power. After speaking to Wilford Nancy on the show, I'm like, got so much more confidence in, in Columbus. Mm. But they're still going their own way in mm-hmm. a single-game elimination, which means they already started at a disadvantage. And Orlando has proven that they are really good at home. So I'm going to have to give that advantage to Orlando.
1: Ooh. Okay. You can, you got to give, like, the OG Columbus bump, right? Yeah. Like, come on,
0: hey.
2: MLS, old guard. You going with Columbus? Got it. Okay. What about Cincinnati, the Supporters' Shield? Winners taking on uh, Philadelphia Union. Oh. This is two teams that know each other so this well. This is my, this this is my
1: match uh, of the playoffs, quite yeah. frankly. Or semi. sorry. Um, I... One, I love Pat Noonan, now Coach of the Year recently, which is funny because when we actually had him on the show uh, in, toward the beginning of the season, I had asked him, like, what do you think about, you know, Coach of the Year? And he said, it's, well, I'm not worried about that. So I was elated for him. Um, I love the rivalry that I possibly have just created in my own head with him and Curtin because also <laughs> you have, like, Union um, Chris Albright for, is the GM for Cincy. So I'm like, all right, we got to get this, this Union... Uh, revival via Cincy going, but um, I think that we're in for both teams love attacking and they love violence. So I'm <laughs> in. Okay, you have the one match where they had like 12 cards in one in one game. So um, I'm, I'm always here for these very spicy matches. You have uh, Brandon Vasquez, who's one of the larger strikers who plays for Cincy, and I like way more nimble than you'd expect that guy to be and just way more willing to throw a body than yeah. a striker, so.
0: This is like Jim Curtin's, like, this is exactly <laughs> what Jim Curtin wants. Uh, a lot of players from the union are on on Cincy. He knows Pat Noonan. Pat Noonan used to be on his staff, but this also feels like where Jim Curtin shines, where, like, you know, it's those little details, those little margins where he just knows how to make adjustments. It reminds me of the, of the run to the uh, finals last season. It's so hard for me to count out Philly, hmm. but since you've been so good this season that it feels so dumb to vote against him, so I'm just going to say draw goes to penalties and then you tell me what happened. <laughs> I
3: have no idea. If Philadelphia in the playoffs are practical. They know how to get stuff done. They can wait out a game and, and kill it off when it's the right time. These long breaks that we've been so critical about have boded well for Philadelphia, specifically because uh, Juli Carranza had a hamstring injury. Didn't play in that second game, in game two, I was going to call it second leg, if you will, um, against the Revs. He's recovered, he's ready to go. Um, and the team seems galvanized, as opposed to where they were at the beginning of the season, way in the beginning of the season, when there were a little bit of doubts coming off of, like, oh, we made the playoffs, and it's a little bit, we made the final, the MLS Cup final excuse me and there was a slump to get the season started so uh now i I think they've come back to their most ideal version of themselves since they've lost the mls cup Mm. maybe just minus gleznas
1: and then so like two key defenders for union out yeah Mm -hmm.
3: but it's is it not the best Yes, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. And and I think that will hurt them a lot. I think no Kai Wagner in... Kai Wagner wouldn't be there, right? He was three matches. It would be the last one, this He'd, one, and, and yeah. the he next one. So he would only be there if they make MLS Cup
1: The thing with final. Union, though, is I, I think they, they like the, di- the ad, like ad- yeah. sort of adversity. They always seem to be like super scrappy when you think, hey, maybe we can count them out. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, Curtin wants us all to say Philly's going to uh, Since he's going They can
1: win. go
2: against
0: <laughs> yes. everybody. Uh, yeah.
1: uh, you know, the other team that
2: has been a bit like that, the Cinderella side of this whole playoffs, uh, Sporting KC, they're taking on the Houston Dynamo away in Texas. <laughs> (laughs) I mean, how do you see this game going? Is this going to be the Houston Dynamo winning or is the uh, Cinderella side going to carry on rolling, Alexis?
0: I feel so dumb to pick against uh, Sporting Kansas City because every time I do, they win. (laughs) Again, I had St. Louis winning the whole thing, which looks really dumb. Uh, But I will say Houston have quietly become an absolutely stout team defensively. They got Hector Herrera. They look good roaming, uh, roaming forward. Coco Carasquilla looks incredible for his nation, and he looks incredible for, uh, the, um, for Houston Dynamo. Uh, it's hard for me to, to try to sit here and say, if, if on paper, who's going to win, my, my money would be on Houston. Mm-hmm. Especially, again, being home. Home field advantage is absolutely Everything. massive. Especially in the, even in for Houston. Houston. Yeah, especially for Houston. So, yeah. for me, my money's on Houston. And, again, uh, I'm only saying that in jest because none of my money is going on the MLS playoffs because <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen.
3: I-, I don't know what to make of Sporting Kansas City, honestly. If you would have gone back two months ago and said, hey, Sporting Kansas City is going to be one of the best teams in Major League Soccer in the playoffs. You'll be like, nah, <laughs> yeah. not happening. And they got in a runoff form. They knock off St. Louis in, in emphatic style. And now it's like, ooh. SKC, like you, you really got to be careful. Well, with momentum, with right? SKC, momentum is everything. That, that is huge in the
0: MLF's playoffs, and they have it. Mm-hmm.
1: You also have the momentum they, of that U.S. Open Cup yes, win that's what about for to say. the Dynamo. And quite frankly, I'm never ever going to count out Peter, Peter Vermees. But like, I feel like Ben Olsen has been here before and so I feel like mm, it could be
2: a clash of the titans Mm -hmm. well from the cinderella team to the defending mls champions at lafc they're on the road to take on seattle at lumen field this is uh familiar foes isn't it in this game alexis who are you picking to advance
0: Oh, I mean, it's <laughs> got to be. Why do you keep <laughs> coming to me? I it's, just, it's really tough. Uh, again, home field advantage. When you talk about home field advantage, who has a better home field advantage than Seattle, especially in the playoffs? I mean, they are absolutely incredible when this stadium is jumping. Uh, LAFC are stacked. They are, they are a great team. I love what Chirondolo is doing. Um, Seattle, I think, has a little bit more questions in their lineup than, than LAFC does. Uh, but that said, Seattle's at home. What did uh, Charlie said, the magic of the turf? So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on Seattle to to squeak this one out.
2: Anyone going against Seattle very quickly?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I you am,
2: are? you going for a live think
3: Denny Buanga is slowly coming back to what we expect of him. Is his great form and this is his time to, to shine and tear things apart if he wants to. But it'll be very difficult. But I just I feel like it's trending a little bit in favor of LFC rather than Seattle. Seattle has an overall hasn't been convincing enough.
2: Okay, well, speaking of these matches that we've got coming up, coming up after the break, uh, Houston Dynamo manager Ben Olsen is going to join us. And he's just listened to all of those predictions. So let's (laughs) ask him some questions. Shall we stay with us? We'll be right back here on Morning Footy. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, it has been a dream season for the Houston Dynamo and Ben Olsen's first season in charge. They lifted the U.S. Open Cup, uh, finished fourth place in the West after missing out on the playoffs last season and beat RSL in the playoffs first round. The Dynamo are at home on Sunday in the Western Conference semifinals against Sporting Kansas City and are now only two wins away from their first MLS Cup final appearance in more than a decade. And for more on the game, Houston Dynamo head coach Ben Olsen joins us now. Good morning. Ben, good to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. First of all, happy Thanksgiving. How was your day yesterday?
5: Yeah, it was okay. Uh, I was just telling someone we uh, spent at an Italian restaurant. Very nice, non-conventional, but it's what it is. We have a playoff game to be concerned with and uh, no no time to travel to see family, but it was nice. That's what this has been about this year. New new beginnings for myself and and the family, and, and, and we've been embracing it.
2: Oh, that's nice. so If nice. you look you at
5: our cornucopia,
0: there's a fresh mozzarella in there. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: You can never go wrong with Italian food. Uh, congratulations, by the way, as well, on the uh, Open Cup win. What a moment that was for the club to lift such a historic uh, trophy in U.S. soccer. How much momentum has that given the team for this, you know, second half of the season and heading into these playoffs?
5: Well, it was a great night. Uh, it was a wonderful night for the club and for for our fans. But that's all it was was a great night. You know, we jumped on the plane and everybody had a few beers uh, on the plane. And then two days later, we had Dallas, and we had to try to uh, still had a lot of work to do to get into the playoffs. And uh, that was a very very difficult uh, you know thing to do as well. So we have all these little goals, and we just had to keep pushing uh, and there was a lot of celebration so when this is done uh, hopefully we can look back and, and that being a, a big part of the year
0: uh, Coach there's a lot of questions uh, with some of the secondary competitions or, or midseason competitions winning that do you think a lot there's talk of whether that becomes a distraction when it comes to winning the ultimate prize and in this case being MLS Cup can you use that as inspiration do you think there's, there's trouble maybe over celebrating how, how do you manage that
5: no. I, I've been through this enough. It's really hard to hold trophies and, and have that night of glory. So I don't care how they happen. Um there's only a few out there. The the League's Cup is kind of figuring itself out. You know, I don't really fully count that one yet. That's but um and I'm a romantic with the open cup. And uh um I, I don't I don't know. I, I'm I I'll stick up for the open cup every day. Uh, and I think it's a Uh, It's historical. Uh, I I think it's a a great moment for U.S. soccer to continue to push that. Could they pour gasoline on it and make it a a bigger deal and have more eyeballs on it? Yes. But uh, no, I'm not. uh, I'm I'm proud of the the one I had in D.C. and and I'm proud of the one we won here.
3: Ben, we're fresh off the international break and somebody who is informant, I could arguably say one of the it, most informed players in CONCACAF, if not the most informed player in CONCACAF, is Adalberto El Coco Carrasquilla. How'd you like uh, his display with Panama and how important is he for you guys, especially right now in this playoff push?
5: He always is playing at such a high level for, for Panama. and uh, It's neat to have these guys go on the international break to their countries and kind of support them from afar. Uh, he's been big for us all year. Uh, you know he's part of uh, what I think is one of the best midfields in in the in the league. Uh, himself, Hector, Artur, I mean Bossi, uh, he's a big cog in that in that machine, and uh, we we need him to continue to be at his best if we're gonna uh, you know get, get past some of you know certainly Kansas City. I mean he's gonna have to be um, uh, playing at his with his peak performance if we're gonna sneak by KC.
1: Ben, you had a really long, successful career at the helm in D.C., and now have made a massive turnaround for Houston. I know MLS had just posted, you know, this is not a redemption story that they had quoted you, which I would agree with. Um, is there something formulaic for you that you've been able to take from D.C. and apply to Houston that has made them so successful?
5: Well, I would, this is the opposite of kind of formulaic for me. Um, in D.C., 10 years, that sort of became formulaic. And in some ways that was the problem. And um, I needed to, again, shake it up. And I've, I've spoke publicly about this and just, uh, they needed to move on. I needed to move on. I needed to get away from the game. Um, and the challenge here was, it, it is completely different. This blank canvas, you know, kind of um, almost an expansion team type mentality of restarting a franchise this year. Uh, was something that, again, was very different than D.C. United uh, and something that I was really looking forward to, uh, working with Pat Honstead, um, uh, Asher Mendelssohn, T- Ted Siegel, the owner here, uh, and really kind of thinking about how do we not only put the right foundation here, but one that's sustainable for the next few years.
0: Coach, one of the things that I took away from the last time I spoke to you, which was uh, when we did a, a live podcast at Audi Field, Uh, Was your Yeah, it was great. Uh, (laughs) You rushed us quite a bit, but you were great. (laughs) He was like, how long I got to wait for you guys to try to be funny? Um, (laughs) One of the things I took away from that was your connection with the players. Talk to me about your connection with Hector Herrera, who's come in and has not just been the leader. We knew he'd be on the pitch, but he's been absolutely on fire and essential for this team.
5: Well, it's not communication because uh, his English is terrible and mine <laughs> Spanish is terrible. So you should hear us try to converse. It is uh, definitely a riot. Uh, but he's um, you know what what I noticed from Hector on the first day I met him was there's love there. He's 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 a he's a hugger, and when I meet a player that's a hugger, I you know I I instantly connect with him because I, I also am a. Uh, a, a passionate guy and, and I, I think there was um, he's just a, a good human being and uh, usually when that's the case and they're they're an incredible soccer player uh, I'm able to I think connect with those type of players. Uh, he's been a great leader for us this year. obviously I think he's playing as good a soccer he's played in his whole career uh, in a different role probably than he's had in the past with other teams uh, he is really pulling the strings for us. Uh, kind of that playmaking number eight uh, that his assist, his final product has been great all year long. Uh, and the guys have a lot of respect for him. So, uh, you know, I said it publicly, we, we go as Hector goes. And he's so critical to how, um, you know, to to the success we've had this year. And I'm happy for him because he got a lot of, uh, you know, he got a lot of heat last year uh, that he was old and uh, he came here and you know maybe like a, the old stereotypical older foreigner coming here that you know didn't really care. Uh, he's he shown everybody this year that this is a, a project he believes in and one that he's uh, uh, he's delivering on.
3: Ben, let's talk about SKC now. Really important game for you guys. I feel like two months ago, if you said the playoffs start two months ago, okay, I'll take SKC in the playoffs, sure. But now it's like they've picked up steam. They have momentum. They beat the top team in the West. Uh, what has made their run so special? And, and what do you have to respect about SKC going into this match?
5: Yeah, we, we were, we'd, we'd laugh in the uh, coach's office when everyone was uh, fire Peter Vermees um, early in the year, like the nerve. Uh, so th- there's, there's the starting point. You got an iconic legend coach who has been through this before and wasn't going to be phased by a tough start. Um, you know, they, they obviously had a few players return in and around that time. They got hot. I think, we, I think they beat us and really went on a run. We, we started this damn thing for them. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but no, they, they they've been, it's, it's been well documented since may they've been on fire. Uh, they, they, they hurt you in a different ways. They don't play much different than they've played since Peter's, Taken the uh, helm a long time ago. It's, it's still the same, but it doesn't make it any easier. It's different profiles, different personalities within the team, but still they they do what they they do, uh, and they and they, they do it very well. Um, attacking front four is is nasty. They, they've got a a central midfielder, a central midfield that's kind of high, high octane. They can they, they 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 can outwork you, but they also can play. They've got some backs that are comfortable on the ball. Uh, outside backs that uh, good engines and and can also help in the attack with uh, final product and and goals. They've got a good goalkeeper. I mean, at least, look, they're they're as hot as anybody in this team uh, in this league right now. And you could argue that uh, we have one of the toughest tasks in the league. You really can't. Uh, but it's again, it's one we're looking forward to. We've played them twice. Uh, they beat us there. Uh, they 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 snuck a goal late here to tie us up. So it should be a great matchup. I, I really am looking forward to it. Uh, and um, but, you know, a lot of credit goes to to I, I think Peter and the team he's put together and the resiliency that they've had uh, and they've been on fire. I think the break's interesting. Right. So they've had two and a half weeks, almost three weeks. We've had two weeks. Uh, so both teams. Uh, we're, we're hot. I mean, we, we we only lost once, and that was to them over the last two months as well. So two teams coming into this that were hot, but then you have this bye week to kind of pour some pour some water on it. And uh, so the, I think how we both prepared for this game is going to be, uh, uh, you know, maybe be the difference.
0: Coach, you um, you did something that reminds me of one of my friends. He moved to Florida, but hates air conditioning which seems ridiculous. You moved to Texas and are a vegan, uh, which is the meat capital of the world. Talk to me about your, your switching to vegan and do you think that's helped you? In, I know a lot of athletes say like it's, it's, re, it's reversed, they're aging in some ways, that it's helped with inflammation. Do you think it helped you as a coach at all? Huh. That's an interesting
5: question. I'm not, I'm not a vegan. Don't ever call me a vegan again. Okay, um, I'll never do it again. I heard you were a vegan. I don't have the I don't have that type of discipline uh but I I do I am very picky I don't I don't eat a lot of meat and eggs and gluten. I'm yeah I'm just picky I'm very very picky but I don't eat meat and uh yeah at the barbecue down the you know when I get invited to these things it it is I, I just feel like I, uh, yeah I, I feel not great when you know i go to a barbecue in texas because it smells great and it's unbelievable but i also don't drink now so they're like hey you want a beer and, and some brisket i'm like no i don't do either they're like all right we'll just get out of here like, we don't, what, are you do, what are you doing in texas uh so yeah it is, it is
0: a problem but i'll find some i'll find some of my own peeps here very nice by the way pat onstead on this show said you were a vegan so it's not my fault <laughs>
1: He lied to you. Just that's pick, it.
0: Alexis kicker, was kicker. excited
2: because he wanted to give you some of his, uh, you, what is it, your impossible meat shepherd's pie? Yeah, that's
0: that right. You I had. had impossible meat shepherd's pie, buddy. You would have loved it.
1: Aww. That sounds Coach, great. I love Before we let you run, I have to ask um, for those that don't know, I think it's pretty public knowledge that you actually are also a talented artist. Have you found Uh-oh. the time to paint recently?
5: <laughs> I, I tried once since I've been here, since oh. November. I, I gave it a shot. We had a few days off, and I. I jumped into the garage and I, I went after it and it was terrible. I mean, oh, really? what I, it was, it was so because it's just like anything you have to go all in on. It and, you know, you can't just pick. It's like golf, right? You, you, if you don't play, try to play once a year, you're going to, you're going to stink. And, and um, it is one of those things where you need a lot of time and energy to get better. And that was what was so nice about the break. I really could focus on that for a year and uh, just get better at this, at my age to get better at something and some other craft was a really rewarding thing and uh but no all focus right now is on um this this project that we've we're uh, putting together here at houston and and maybe one day uh, i'll get back to that but it was just a really nice period in my life to to kind of uh, i needed it it was therapeutic to kind of uh, recover and regenerate and uh, get excited about kind of this next uh, phase of my life and with the houston dynamo
2: I want to see some of these paintings
1: They're very good. I hope some of the creativity starts flowing again for you because you are quite (laughs) talented. But good luck in the upcoming match. (laughs) Yeah, best of luck, Ben. Thanks so much for joining us.
5: Nice seeing you guys. Thanks for having me on.
2: All right, brilliant. Uh, We'll stay with us next here on Morning Fussy. Lisa Carlin is going to be joining us at the desk to talk all about Women's Champions League Match Day 2 that happened yesterday. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, here's a look at the match day. Two results from the Women's Champions League. Lyon carry on their dominance with a 2-0 win against Polton uh, Barcelona beat Frankfurt 3-1. PSG fell to Bayern Munich 1-0. What a win it was for Hecken against Real Madrid 2-1. The final score there and Roma with a fantastic day. They beat Ajax 3-0 and Chelsea dominated Paris FC at Stamford Bridge 4-1. The final score over in Group D to put them to the top of the table with Hacken Surprise And for more on this, Lisa Carling joins us now. Uh, Lisa, it's always a nice time of the year, isn't it, when we're in the Champions League group stage, especially after match day two, because the table starts to shape up. Mm -hmm. There were some surprising results yesterday, but one that wasn't so surprising was that Chelsea result. Uh, A fantastic day
4: for them. And how about Sam Kerr with a hat trick? She is just electric right now. Huge. I mean, it was in perfect Sam Kerr fashion as well, but it took a little bit for Chelsea to get going. I think when you look throughout that first match, the first half of this match, it's not a surprise that Paris FC did as well as they did. They held them, Chelsea, to one goal. They actually get one back themselves, so it's it's all tied up at halftime, and Chelsea underperformed in that first 45 minutes. Paris, I think, performed as we've seen them perform throughout Champions League, which is at an incredibly high level. They scout their opposition really well, and that's hard to do against an Emma Hayes and Chelsea side because they do switch things up tactically, and they have a lot of different weapons that they can throw into the mix. Uh, there's a change at halftime. Frank Kirby came onto the match for Chelsea's side and that opened things up a lot in the attacking end for Chelsea because they were able to connect through the lines, through the midfield and the forward line a little bit more. They were building out of a double pivot and they got lost a little bit. Uh, Paris did a good job defending Mm -hmm. them, frankly.
2: I think every team has to be a bit wary of Paris after they knocked out Arsenal, then they knocked out Wolfsburg, and then to be drawn in this group, you think, okay, well, they're not the favorite to advance, but every team has to take them extremely seriously. Uh, Chelsea are on such a good moment right now, though. Lauren James had a hat-trick in the WSL this past weekend, and obviously we know that um, Emma Hayes is going to leave at the end of the season to take over the U.S. National team it was interesting to hear Sam Kerr's comments. I'm so happy for her, <laughs> kind of.
1: You can tell how much they love it, her though. It's probably the most honest statement that's been put out by a footballer, male or female, in like the last years. It's honest, right? Like, yeah for us, massive, massive win for the U.S. program, but for for her, you know, like, yeah, I guess I wish her well, sort of, right? Yeah. She knows that they're going to have to come up against that opposition
4: eventually, and she knows exactly how Emma Hayes manages to do her job. And they do love her, and they respect Hayes so much. In that presser post game, yes, they talked about uh, Emma Hayes leaving, but Emma Hayes also made an interesting nugget drop. She was like, I can't wait to see Sam Kerr at 100%, because She's only at 80%. And she's scoring a hat trick? Are we okay, kidding, but guys? She scored a hat <laughs> trick in Champions
1: League. The second time she scored a hat trick in Champions League, but also her eighth hat trick in a
4: Chelsea shirt. She's good. It's and crazy. she's only at 80% right now, still dealing with a little bit of a calf injury. Is this
3: the um, same injury she's been dragging yeah. on since mm-hmm. the World Cup, yes. essentially, which is same crazy. One. It's it's taken her a long time to fully and recover. And she's still
4: not fully recovered, right. says hate. But poking. I think a
1: lot of that is, as we know with muscle injuries, they're really, really mm-hmm. easily aggravated. And she's never really taken the time off fully to let it recoup and they unfortunately have instances of, of recurrence over and over again. Yeah.
2: What a what a way to end uh, Emma Hayes career uh, with Chelsea if they can win the Champions League at the end of the season. Another team that's always one of the favorites,
4: Lisa, is Lyon,
2: and mm-hmm. it just feels like
4: they're not missing a beat at the minute. No, they're not at all. I mean, you look at their first two matches in Champions League, 9-0, and then they roll again 2-0 in this match. Um, they're powerhouse, and they're a top dog in this competition, for sure, but when you look at Lyon and, and how much pressure they put on uh, their opposition in, in the Swedish side. Um, I want to give a shout out to Karina Schuler, who is the goalkeeper, because she had 11 saves throughout this match a- against 12 shots. Um, it ended up being a, an own goal on a really tough, weird shot in, in the second one to come for this. The first goal for Lyon coming by way of Danielle Vondedonk um, on it, it was a cross and a header really, really well done in the second one, just a forced own goal. But I, I I think that Lyon, the score line to just see 2-0 is a little misleading because they had a lot of good shots and a lot of good opportunities, but they, they didn't finish them enough with, uh, I mean, 12 shots on target and to mm-hmm. only have one find the back of the net on your own power, like, that's not good enough for the rest of Champions League run. Yeah.
3: Speaking of John Texter's teams, I feel like Lyon Feminin is the best one. Mm-hmm. was about to bottle the title. Lyon men's suck at the moment they're they're really really poor (laughs)
2: leave it it to the women (laughs)
3: all all the pressure on (laughs) crystal palace Uh,
2: speaking of teams that are finding goal scoring easy at the minute your Roma Christine I know you love to talk about them they obviously ran away with the Serie A title last season they've done the same it looks like they're at the top of the table as well at this year they just beat Ajax 3-0 yesterday they are absolutely flying yeah I
1: mean regular season Serie A they're on a five match win streak unfortunately, to the detriment of Juve, who are sitting right <laughs> behind them very tightly. But they, uh, they've they been on fire, right? Last season was their first season in Champions League. They made it to the quarterfinals. They were also playing, like, just under an hour away as their home stadium because they were playing at Stadio Comunale Domenico Francioni, which is because their actual stadium, which they are now in as of this week, um, has finally been refurbished, where it's too standards that are permitted within women's champions league so now they have their actual home mm-hmm. um, they have and they scorers. also
2: played at the olympico actually and we saw so many fans which was amazing to see so yeah the i mean
1: they're on fire they're they're absolutely they love attacking early um, and making all the moves that they can early on and then sort of defending which is not terribly on italian um, they like take advantage of set pieces but you know ajax weren't their best during this match. They had a goalkeeper error that was just like a back pass that was bobbled that like, of course, you're gonna sweep in. You had Giacinti come in and score that goal off just a tap in. Um, Took advantage of the places where they can, but they never, ever, ever stop attacking that Roma side.
4: I think that's a good point, Christine. And and the shift from playing in uh, the Italian League to them playing in Champions League, they're going to have to defend a little bit more, which they are an attacking presence. They like to do that. But I was impressed with how organized Roma's defense was. Of course, that comes off the 2-2 draw with Bayern in the first Champions League match. And then against Ajax, they were really organized. And they kept that consistent throughout. They did change their game plan a little bit in order to put more pressure higher up the field. And that's what worked in Roma's favor to, to kind of roll through this. This. they're sitting at the top of their group right now yeah. uh, with <laughs> Bayern and they've got PSG at the very bottom win what a group. group that is by the way
2: how about Hecken sitting at the top of the group as well after their win against Real Madrid yesterday you loved the
3: goal oh, the that Hecken scored not only that and the comeback and the win against Real Madrid yeah. who has some questions at the moment they got mm destroyed at the weekend in the Clásico against Barça. And my worry is Linda Caicedo. I don't know the extent She's of
4: her injury. Ankle injury out through the rest of the year. Rest the of the year. Yeah.
3: So maybe come January when the group stage is coming to a close, they'll find the best mm-hmm. form with Linda Caicedo as well because uh, oh, it's a pretty pretty, uh, pretty significant uh, win for Hecken with the Swedish runners up yeah. to beat Real Madrid pretty important
4: but I also don't think they can Real Madrid can rely heavily on Linda Caicedo to make a return and then carry this team throughout the Champions League I mean Mm -hmm. she's a big ask she's good but that's a really big ask of them to do and uh, they did struggle against Barcelona so uh, I think they just have to worry about league play at Mm -hmm. this point like it's not looking very good for them
2: okay let's see Lisa thanks so much we appreciate it stay with us next here on Morning Footy we've got so much more for you to come we'll be right back after this break Yeah, that's a good fit. Hi, welcome back to Morning Footy. Here is a look at how things stand in the Morning Footy. Standing Jimmy Conrad is leading the way, the only one in the green. Everybody else is pretty close to 1,000. I'm actually impressed. I thought you'd be way below this. Um, what acting- are we, the crew? <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> well, actually, we've been doing it longer, so you have more money to lose in the long term. We're halfway through our season almost, <laughs> right? So... Yeah, anyway, I'll be acting for Susanna today. I've got a bet that she has sent over. But for more on this, let's welcome in our betting expert, Jimmy Conrad to join us. Jimmy, good morning. First of all, you've got a Columbus Crew shirt on, aren't you the president of Kansas City?
6: Listen, I'm just giving a shout out to the hardest working team in America. That's the Columbus (laughs) Crew. And and I have Kansas City in my bet, Poppy. It's it's just that Columbus. I need both teams to score when they play against Orlando. And um, you know, I'm just trying to put out good vibes. I'm
2: here for I'm here for the good
0: vibes. This shirt is beautiful,
6: by I the
2: way. I love it. It's very bright. It's woken me up, Jimmy. It's I love beautiful. it. You look good. Okay, let's get Thank to you. the bets. Uh, I think I'll go first with Susanna's bets. Let me read it for you. I didn't get any input in this one, but Susanna this morning is going for Tottenham and Aston Villa over two and a half goals at Leverkusen and Verda Mayman. Oh, she's going for Leverkusen to win, actually, and over two and a half goals in that one. And over two and
3: a half goals. Yeah, so she's wow. going for a
2: big parlay wow. here. Go on, Susie. Uh, and this is actually going to win her... $80. I thought wow. that was more on that. She's <laughs> yeah. going to put $30 down to win 80 I think the odds should be higher than that. But anyway, let me read you Charlie's before we move on because he's going for Juventus to win, Manchester United to win, Ooh. and 50 Ooh. bucks wins him $708, it says here, but it says 404 on the screen, so we'll go with that one. I like that one, actually. Yes, plus he, need,
6: he needs all the help he can get, so but whatever numbers he, he needs, defense? it wow. doesn't matter.
3: That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's big bet on. for him being down in the red. That's a big bet. Yeah, that is a really big Charlie bet. Charlie swings for the fences every Charlie's time. Charlie's not going to make it a Champions yeah. League. This, this competition goes through. He's yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, right. not right.
0: borrowing right. money from us. Wait, can we can we loan him money from ours? I'll charge him a VIG. I'll charge him a VIG, and I'll get my money back.
2: All right, so that's Susie's and Charlie's. What are you going? We've only got 90 uh,
3: Flamengo to beat America Mineiro at America Mineiro in the title hunt and Real Sociedad on fire to win against Sevilla 20 bucks to win uh, 52 dollars
0: 50. nice Alexis uh, I'm going a little I'm going crazy again another uh, parlay Atletico Madrid to win Getafe to win Real Sociedad to win uh, that's a plus 278, so for 50 bucks, I get 189.
2: Okay, wow. Jimmy. I, I'm, I'm just
6: happy you only went with two games, something, Alexis. Usually you get got like 16 games on the slate. Okay, so I'm going MLS only because that's where I've had a lot of success recently. I got both teams to score, like I mentioned, Columbus Crew and Orlando City in Orlando. Last time that happened uh, two months ago, it was 4-3. That game was crazy. Hope it happens again. That's minus 175. And then I got Sporting Kansas City to win or draw in Houston. Houston actually had three straight draws in the first round of the MLS playoffs. Kansas City won both of their games. I'm liking their vibes. Going with my home team. That is minus 105 if that hits. You put those together, that's plus 206. I put 50 on that and I win 153 so I can stay in the green. Thank you very much. How's the red, everybody? Actually, red looks really good on all of you. It really does. It It, it suits you. you. We've
2: only got 30 seconds, but give me my bet for Serie A this weekend while I've got your presence.
6: Wow. Honestly, I'd probably go under two and a half goals for Juve and Inter. I just feel like that one's going to be a tight affair. So I would take a hard look at that. And uh, especially coming out of an international break, right? Teams are still trying to figure out who they are, who's healthy. So I like that one to be really tight. I could see a draw on that one too, Poppy. I don't know. I'd look at the values for the draw under two and a half. half Under
2: two and a half. Mm -hmm. All right. There's your bet. I like it. Jimmy, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, We appreciate it. Always a pleasure
6: to see everybody. Have a great weekend. (laughs) Have a great weekend,
2: everybody. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye.